Welcome to Kodesh Louisville. We invite you to personally discover the life-changing impact of the Word of God as you listen to this message by Reverend Harold Eddie He serves as a reverend in the United Denominations, originating of the Lighthouse Group of Churches, with over 3,000 branches worldwide. Reverend Harold currently pastors the Louisville Branch, a vibrant church located in the Kentucky area. We believe this message will give you the grace to strengthen your Christian life. Now listen to Reverend Harold. faithful father we honor you he alone deserves our worship he alone deserves our praise I don't know what you are going through but he is above all things and for from him are all things and to him are all things your life is unto him for in him we live we move and we have our being Therefore, lift up your voice and bless the Lord, bless the Lord, bless the Lord this morning. Thank the Lord for your life. Thank the Lord. Ask the Lord, the Father, speak to me this morning. Speak to me this morning in a way like never before. Ask the Lord to speak to you in a spectacular way. Ask the Lord to touch your life and to change your life. Father, in the mighty name of Jesus, we ask, O oh God, for your spirit, Lord. We ask for your presence, O oh God, to hover around us, Lord. Let it, O oh God, move around and touch us in the mighty name of Jesus. We bless you, Lord. We bless you, Lord. We bless you, Lord. We bless you, Lord. Oh, Lema Solomo Shandalaba. Lift up the voice. Lift up your voice. Lift up your voice, all ye saying. Lift up your voice, all ye saying, and bless the Lord. Bless the Lord for he has done many great things. Many great things he has done. Many wonderful things Jehovah has done. Father, we bless you, Lord. We exalt you, Lord. Oh, Lift up your voice and worship the Lord. Lift up your voice and praise his name. Lift up your voice and magnify him. Lift up your voice and exalt him. He alone is worthy. He alone is worthy. He alone is worthy. Don't be a spectator. Don't be a spectator. He alone is worthy. Lift up your hands and exalt the Lord. Lift up your hands and magnify the Lord. Magnify the Lord with me. Magnify the Lord with me. Oh, we bless your name, Lord. Oh, yes, Lord. Oh, yes, Lord. We bless your name. You are holy, you are holy, you are holy, you are holy. Oh, you are holy. You are holy. You are holy. 
are worthy, Lord. You are worthy. That you are holy God. Are we bless holy. you that you are faithful. Oh, we bless you that you are so magnificent. Holy. We bless you that you are the I am that I am. We thank you for this privilege to come, Lord. We thank you for this privilege to stand before your presence, Lord. We magnify your holy name, Lord. We exalt you for who you are. We exalt your holy name. We exalt your holy name. Father, we thank you, Lord. We join the four and twenty elders, saying that, O oh God, you are holy God. None can be likened unto you, none can be compared to you, Lord. Father, we exalt you in this place. For, O oh God, none can be likened, Lord. None can be likened, Lord. Be thou enthroned in the midst of your children. Be thou enthroned in the midst of your children. We place you, no Messiah, We bless you, Lord. We give you worship. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. I thank you for this privilege to stand before you, Lord. A privilege to stand before you once again. To bring your word to your children. For you said you will give us pastors according to your heart that will feed us with knowledge and understanding. I pray, O oh God, let wisdom, O oh God, come out of me. Let the word of God, that is power, O oh God, have its cause in the lives of your children. Everything that would exalt itself about the word of God, we bring it down in the mighty name of Jesus. Let your will, O oh God, be done, Lord. Let the power of God set us loose. You send forth your word to heal us. You send forth your words, O oh God. My God, let the anointing of the word break every yoke, Lord. Break every yoke amongst us, Lord. We bless your name, Lord. We thank you, Lord. We give you honor, Lord, in Jesus' name. Amen. Sit on top of your enemies. Hallelujah. Put your hands together for a mega choir. Hallelujah. What a God that we serve. Turn to a brother or sister sitting by you. Tell them I'm glad I'm sitting by you. Tell them that aren't you glad you are sitting by me? What did they say? Amen. Please, I beg you. Ushers, if you don't have people sitting, come and sit in front. Just fill the front spaces. It's, it's really something. I mean, I don't have to be saying this every Sunday. Please, fill the front spaces. You know, there's no point having empty spots in the front and the back is filled. Just fill the front spaces. It's, it's helpful. Amen. Hallelujah very powerful amen feel the front if there's spots in front of you just feel it is it not something that you always let your pastor talk about this 
It's really not nice. Is it nice? Not nice at all. Don't have an empty spot beside you. Let somebody fill it, especially in the front. Hallelujah. Aren't you glad you came to church? Amen. There are some churches they don't even have seats in the front. People want to come early so they can get front seats. But you, you have front seats and you are running away. Hey, is it not something? It's too powerful. Hallelujah. But may the Lord help us. Tell somebody sitting by you, the Lord will help us. Tell him, the Lord knew you were coming today. And so he is here to help you. Tell them, no matter what you have been going through, God is here to help you. Not only you, but me too. <laughs> Tell them, just in case you say God is here to help you, then you forget yourself. Tell them, not only you, but me too. And then I know the reason why I'm saying that. Because wherever two or three shall gather in his name, Oh, you have stopped saying it with me. Hey, what have I done this morning? Eh? What have I done this morning? Tell the person that, for we know that wherever two or three will gather in his name, there he is in their midst. Oh, do you want me to preach or not to preach? Can I preach? Maybe I should go to another church. Eh? Maybe I should go to another church. Maybe I should travel for like two months. And so when you miss my preaching, then I come back. Hallelujah. Amen. Tell the person sitting by you, Charlie, wake up, wake up, wake up. Tell them that no sleeping here. Be active. I remember one time I went to a church, a certain church. And as I was preaching, nobody was saying amen. I said, hey, is that how you behave here? I said, is that how you behave here? Say amen. It's our own church. They said, hey. Asumwa, this guy, he's not that quiet as we see him to be. It was another church. Amen. It's very important that you say amen when the word of God comes. Because what does amen mean? Let it be or you endorse it. Hallelujah. So somebody say amen. 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 Somebody's wondering, does he have a message? Oh, I have messages. I have messages. Hallelujah. Father, we thank you and we bless you in the mighty name of Jesus. Amen. Last week we were talking about love and we saw that it is only when we love one another that we are truly his disciples. That God is love. That means that if somebody does not have God, they cannot love you. Can I have an amen? Somebody will be thinking that, you know, I want to love, but without God, nobody, nobody who does not have God can love you the way Christ loved his church. Hallelujah. And I pray that God will help us. Amen. I believe that we are believing the Lord that the church of God will grow. Amen. 
Sunday to Sunday, we see our numbers going down. Amen. But I believe that sometimes it's just what it is. Amen. Today, I want to talk to us about the mindset of a church planter or the mindset of a church builder. Amen. Everyone must have a certain kind of mindset. Can I have an amen? You see, when people are going into marriage, they have a certain mindset. They are deceived to think that when I get my wife and three children, O'Neill, Chantel, Shekwana, and they are sitting at the back of my car and we are driving, and then it's there, it means that everything has become okay. It's a certain kind of mindset. But it will not be long after you have had all that, you come to realize that not knowing there is more to it than just what you see. Can I have an amen? In everything that we do in life, when you see somebody standing here and the person is singing, you are seeing the what? The final product. But the person had a certain kind of mindset and the person had put in a certain kind of effort to make what you are seeing possible for you to see. Can I have an amen? So if we are saying that we want a mega church, we want 300 members by the end of this year, we must have a certain kind of mindset which many of us have not yet had that mind. Can I have an amen? Are you still here or you have gone home? It takes a certain kind of mindset to sing a certain kind of song. The same way it takes a certain kind of mindset to be a certain kind of wife. It takes a certain kind of mindset to be a certain kind of what? A husband. It takes a certain kind of mindset to be a certain kind of worker. Can I have an amen? And except we have a certain kind of mindset, the mindset of a builder. The mindset of someone who is helping build the church of God. And not the mindset of someone who wants to come and see a big church and be happy. Many people just enjoy to come and use this place to do their weddings or to do their functions. But behind that, there is more work. Can I have an Amen. Tell the person sitting by you, you need a certain kind of mindset. Tell them you need to think in a certain way. Oh, are you still here? Hallelujah. Philippians chapter 2, starting from the verse 5. Philippians chapter 2, verse 5, quickly. It said, let this mind be in you, which was also in what? Christ Jesus. Let this mind be in you, which was also what? In Christ Jesus. Christ Jesus had a certain kind of mind. You see, if you don't have a certain kind of mind, you cannot do the will of God. Is somebody still here? Hallelujah. You cannot do the will of God if you, have, you don't have a certain kind of mind. That's why I say that. Let this mind be in you, which was also in Christ Jesus. Christ Jesus had a certain mind. It made him walk in a certain way. It made him do things in a certain way. If we want to see the church of God grow, we must have a certain mind. It will make us behave in a certain way. Can I have an amen? Because a lot of times, because you are not thinking the way you must think. As somebody who has been brought to the church of God to build the church of God, you do things differently. Are you still here? 
I think it was Bishop Idahosa who said that if you build a house, if you build a house for the Lord, the Lord would also build you a house. If you put your hands to the plow to build the house of God, God is also going to do what? He's going to what? Build you a house. Let this mind be in you. In Nehemiah chapter 4 and the verse 6, when Nehemiah saw that the walls have been broken, the walls of Jerusalem have been broken, Bible says that he was distraught. I mean, he was very sad that the walls have been broken. And one of the things that he said was that what? Let us go and build. But Bible says that the people, they had what? The people, they had the mind to work. Can I have an amen? We need a certain mind what? To work. Are you still, are you still here? Turn, your, turn in your Bibles to Nehemiah 4 and verse 6. Quickly. If you can pull it up for us. Quickly, quickly, quickly. Is it up? It says, so built we the walls. And all the walls were joined together unto half thereof. For the people had a mind to what? To work. The people had what? A mind to work. If you are in the church of God, you must have the mind to work. You must have the mind to do the work of God. You must have a certain mind to actually do the will of God. We need that mind. Can I have an amen? Jesus Christ had a certain mind. That is why he said, I came to do the will of him who has sent me. He had the option to go out. Listen, we are here to build the church of God. I'm here to build the church of God. I'm not here to do any mediocre kind of work. I'm here to build the church of God. And to see many people gather to receive the gospel. The people had a mind to work. Do you have the mind to work? Alvin, do you have the mind to work? If you have the mind to work, you do things in a different way. Choir, do we have the mind to work? We will spend long hours learning songs. Ushers, do you have the mind to work? Because our work does not only end on Sunday. Many people come through after Sunday. It's not until the following week. But if you are working for the Lord constantly, your mind is on what you must do for him. Are you still here? The people had the mind to work. I pray that God will give us a certain mind to work for him. Somebody may be saying, you know, I've come to church and why don't you preach about my marriage and how my home should be nice or how, you know, I should prosper. If you build the house of God, God will build you a house. The struggles you have in your marriage, focus on God. When you build the house of God, God will build you a home. You are sitting there, maybe you don't even have a, a home of your own. Build the house of God and God is going to build you a home. No, it shall come to pass. I say it shall come to pass. I say it shall come to pass. This is a secret. Because the people had their mind to work, they put all their strength, they put all their resources to see that the walls of Je Jerusalem has been built. Let this mind be in you. The mind which was also in Christ Jesus. Are you still here? You have gone home. So why are we talking about all this? I'm preaching from our bishop's book, Church Planting. Why are we talking about all this? Number one thing that you must know 
is that God specifically chose us to be his workmanship. Ephesians chapter 2. Bring it up. Ephesians chapter 2 verse 8. God specifically chose us to be his workmanship. When we read 8 to 10. I need 8 to 10. He said, for by grace are we saved through faith and that not of yourself. It is what the gift of God. Next verse. Not of work, lest any man should boast. Next verse. For we are his workmanship. Created in Christ Jesus unto what? Good works. Which means that God has created us for specific works. That is why I'm saying that we must have the mind to work. We must have the mind to do those specific works that God has called us unto. Because if not, we will live a life that is wasted. Are you still here? He said we are his workmanship created in Christ Jesus unto good works, which God has foreordained that we should walk in them. God has ordained that you walk in certain works. Whatever gift God has given to you, whatever talent God has given to you, God is going to require it. When we appear before God, it's all about what did you do with what I gave you? You must have the mind to work. Hallelujah. That God has foreordained that we should walk in them. That is why I am called. There is a purpose for your life. There is a reason why you are here. There is, a, there is an agenda. God has an agenda for your life. You must begin to pray that Lord, give me that mind and give me that heart. In other versions, they say that people had the heart to work. So they abandoned everything. Hallelujah. The walls of Jerusalem are broken. Why should Nehemiah be troubled? He was so troubled in his spirit. And he said that, why is it that the walls of, why is it that the church of God is, is broken down? Why is it that things in the church are, are, are falling apart? Because the Lord placed something inside of him that gave him a certain mindset. It's a very serious message I'm preaching. And that is going to link you up to your prosperity. If you build the house of the Lord, if you build God's church, God is going to build you a house. I've seen it several times. I've seen things that people struggle for. Because I'm building the house of the Lord, God touches the heart of men to bring it to me on a silver plate. I'm telling you, Stop focusing on yourself. Stop focusing on, 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 your, on your own self and begin to focus on the church of God. Because when, as you build, as you build, as you help to build, you put your hands to the plow, God is going to cause men to do the same for you. I'm telling you, every time I say this, I remember when we were sent from Columbus, Ohio to come and start the church. And we finally came here. After we moved from the home, we found a place. And finally, when we found another place where the African market is, it was a direct mirror image of the Columbus, Ohio church we were sent from. If we were close to the African market, it was a storefront. Everything about the church, the place that we had, was just about the same like where we were sent from. Because as you help build another man's, God will give you your own. If you are faithful in little, God will give you much. So don't feel like, you know, you know, they say they are doing it. Let them do it and see. God has given you a responsibility. You must pray that God will give you that kind of a mind and that kind of heart. 
let this mind be in you, which was also in Christ Jesus. Are you still here? There's a certain mind. We must think like we want to work. We must think like people that God has given us an assignment. You never show up at your workplace. Most of us, when we show up at work, we don't want to be there anyway. But still, when, as soon as you clock in, you begin to work. Don't say that, and I've gone to church, and I'm, I'm going to work, and I'm tired. So I've come to the church of God. The church of God is not a place where you come to rest. There is even more work in the house of the Lord than there is at your workplace. Are you still here? Somebody, are you still here? You have gone home. You are his workmanship. God has called you, and so you must have that mindset to work for him. Hallelujah. One time, Bishop said he was in London, and then he took a taxi or a cab. And as they were driving, he began having a conversation with the driver. And then, he, you know, he asked the driver, do you believe in Jesus? Do you believe in heaven? Do you believe in hell? He said, oh, yeah. I don't believe in those foolish things. I don't believe in those things that you people you believe in. So there was silence for a while. Then as they were driving on, the driver also turned and asked them, do you also believe in heaven? Do you believe in hell? And he said, of course. Yeah. They said, oh, heaven is such a nice place. Do you want to hear what the driver asked the guy, our bishop? He asked him that if heaven is such a nice place, if heaven is such a nice place, why don't you kill yourself now and go to heaven? Ah, why would you stay on earth so that the month comes and you pay bills and you do all those things? If heaven is such a nice place, this was the question of the driver to our prophet, that if heaven is such a nice place, why don't you kill yourself now? Brother wrote to me. Apart from the fact that if you kill yourself now, your wife and your children will cry. But if heaven is such a nice place and we are all trying to go to heaven, why don't you kill yourself now? And then go to heaven. So that all this stress, how many of us sometimes you get stressed over this earth? And you say that, you look up, you say that, someday we'll be going home Soon and very soon. That is always your soul. So if heaven is such a great place, why don't you kill yourself now? He said before he could, he was thinking about it, pondering over it. Before he could give the guy an answer, he was already at his destination. And he got out. And as he got out, he kept pondering over it. But do you want to know the answer? We are his workmanship. Created in Christ Jesus unto good works, which God has foreordained. God has already ordained specific works for us to do. That is why we are here. You are not here to amount riches. You are here to do the work of God. You are not here to get things for yourself. That is it. We are his workmanship created in Christ Jesus unto good works, which God has foreordained that we should work in them. They are good works that we must work in. This is the reason why we are still here. This is the reason why you are still on earth. This is why God is always sparing us. We got up this morning and he still spared our lives. Because God has a work for you to do. Tell the person sitting by you, you have work to do. Tell them just in case you, you might have forgotten, you have work to do. 
Are you still here? You have gone home. Hallelujah. Because God is not looking at our education. God is not looking at the number of children. You know, I'm, I'm, I'm growing the church from within. I have six children. It is a good idea. It is a good idea. But there are works to be done. Can I have an amen? amen. One brother said, church growth is from within. I'm going to give birth to a lot of kids. I'll see now my church is growing. Wow. Are you still here? So God is counting on us. Let us have this mind. Let us have this mind to do the will of God. To accomplish the task for which God created us. Have you not wondered why two people are never equal? God always puts something different in one for a specific work. Can I have an amen? Are you still here? Are you still here? Why should we have this mind? Number one, God is monitoring your works. God is monitoring my works. Hallelujah. For whatsoever thing I will do here on earth, when I appear before God, God is going to call that unto judgment. Hallelujah. God is monitoring your works. God is monitoring everything that you are doing. God is monitoring everything that you are saying. God is monitoring every place that you go to. God is monitoring. We have been chosen to do his work. God is monitoring. If we are doing something for God and we are doing it half-heartedly, God is still monitoring. Are you still here or you have gone home? Hallelujah. How will you feel? You go to work and every time that you are doing your job, you see that your boss is passing. And when he passes, he will just stand there and then look over your shoulders. Then he will go. After every 10 minutes, he comes. You cannot have a feeling that he's standing on your shoulder. He's monitoring you too much. But the interesting thing is that God is constantly monitoring our works. Can I have an amen? Hallelujah. He said, dear friend, you work on earth and you are being monitored. God is going to require from you an answer concerning what he has put in you. He is going to ask you what you have done with his gift. God is going to require from you things he has given to you. He will require all your works. Whatever God has placed in you, whatever gift God has given to you, or has given to me, God is going to require it. He would cause you to bring it before him and you begin to monitor. I gave you the ability to sing. I gave you the ability to bring people before my throne. What did you do with it? I gave you the gift of organization. I gave you the gift of playing instruments. I gave you the gift of organizing people. I gave you the gift. I gave you this gift. I gave this gift to you. I gave this to you. What did you do with it? What did you do with it? God is monitoring. I'm not the only one. 
That is saying the Bible tells us in the book of Revelations, Revelation chapter 2, verse 2. Look at it, to the seven churches. The letters that God gave through John to the seven churches. Every one of these churches, he said, I know thy works. It means God is monitoring your works. Can I have an amen? In Revelation chapter 2, verse 2, it says, I know thy works. Is it up? Yeah, Revelation chapter 2, verse 2. It's so, I know what? Thy works. And thy what? Labor and thy patience. Hallelujah. He said, I know your works. I know what you are doing. I know what the churches are doing. Because I have been monitoring from a distance. God is monitoring our way. Church, if God has brought us to this community so that this community will be saved and this community still is not saved, when we appear before God, God has been monitoring us. That's why we don't take evangelism seriously. We don't take our prayer life seriously. We don't take studying of the word seriously. When we come and stand here and we do one or two things, that is not it. That is not it. Behind here or after this, God is still monitoring. God is still monitoring. Are you still here or you have gone home? What will you tell the Lord if he should ask you? This is to the church in Ephesus. I know thy works. Revelation chapter 2 verse 9. Go down to verse, uh, Revelation chapter 2, verse 9. This is to the church that is in Smyrna. He says that, and to the angel of the church in Smyrna, these things says the first and the last, who was dead and came to life. I know thy works. Tribulations and what? Poverty. But ye are rich, and I know the blasphemy of those who say they are Jews and are not, but are what? Uh, a synagogue of Satan. He said, I know your works. To the church in Ephesus, I know your works. To the church in Smyrna, I know your works. It means that God is strictly or closely monitoring our works. That's why we need to have a certain kind of mindset. Because if I know that what I'm doing, somebody is watching, then I will do it well. Can I have an amen? If I know that as I'm in that corner and then I'm blaspheming or I'm doing things that are not right before God. If I know God is monitoring, God is watching us from a distance. Because there's nothing we can hide from him. There's no place that we can hide. Revelations 2.13. Look at the verse 13 quickly. Verse 13. This is to the church that is in Pergamos. These things saith he who has what? The sharp um, who has the sharp two-edged sword? I know thy works. Are you still here? He said, I know thy works. Revelation chapter 2 verse 19. Look at verse 19 quickly. Verse 19. To the angel of the church from verse 18. To the angel of the church that is in Theatra. Right. These things saith the son of God. Who has what? Eyes like flames of fire. And his feet like what? The fi like fine brides. He said, I know thy works. Revelation chapter 3, verse 1. And to the angel of the church that is in Sardis writes, These things saith he who has what? The seven spirits of God and the seven stars. I know thy works. I can go on and on and on and on and on and on. Let this mind be in you. 
the mind of every serious Christian, the mind of every plant builder, everyone that is being called by God, is I need to have the mind that God is monitoring my work. Hallelujah. If we appear before God, what is God likely to say? Is he likely to say, well done? Or is he likely to say that I do not know you? Is that what God's answer, question is going to be to you? Is that how he's going to answer to you? When you tell him that, Lord, Lord, is that how he's going to answer to you? May we have that mind. May we have that heart. Hallelujah, somebody. Hallelujah, somebody. Have the mind to work for him. If only we can get this, our lives will be different. Seeking ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness. Seeking God and knowing God. If God so loved us, what should our response be to him? If somebody loves you, how do you respond to him? Love him back. And when it comes to God, loving him back is that souls are perishing. Because that is what moves his heart. That souls are perishing. There are many out there who need Christ. They need to know about the gospel. They need to hear that somebody loves them. If we love him, we'll build the church of God. We'll build a place where many can come and find refuge. Understand the fact that as you are already in the church, Jesus Christ said, other sheep I have, which I must also bring in. You now have an amen. If somebody is sleeping by you, wake them up. Wake them up. Hallelujah. You see how sometimes we are? If I was preaching a prosperity message, people would be up, I receive it. But the thing that is important to the heart of God, it puts you to sleep. Entina, you are not moving forward. Entina means that is why. The reason why you are not making enough progress in life is what concerns God. It doesn't concern you, but it's, you are only focusing on yourself. Church, if you build the house of God, if you involve yourself in the soul winning effort, if you involve yourself in the church planting effort, God is also going to make sure that it is well with you. Hallelujah. God is monitoring our works. Number two. Helping build the church of God is the key to going all the way out with God. Most of us say we love God. But we are not willing to do anything for him. You're not willing to even get up in the morning to talk to him. You are not willing even to get up and leave your home, the comfort of your home, to be about your father's business. Hallelujah. 
What does that mean? If I love him, I'll make that ultimate sacrifice. Hallelujah. Mark chapter 8 verse 35. It says, but whosoever will save his life shall lose it. But whosoever what loses his life for my sake and the gospels, the same shall save it. When your mind is to build the house of God, let's go out and bring many. Speak to them about the gospel of Jesus Christ. When you lose your own life, sometimes we lose our own family. We lose our family. Sometimes the time that we need to spend with our children, spend with our spouses, watch movies and then raise our legs. We have to be about the father's business. Yeah. That is what it takes. For somebody to come to the saving knowledge of Christ, somebody got to pay the price. As we are talking right now, our prophet is in Uganda. They just finished in Barara. They left in Barara. Three days of miracle signs and wonder. They are going to another city in Uganda. He could have been sitting by the wife and drinking coke. Enjoying daily bread. But Souls are important. Tell somebody who is sitting by you. If you save your life. Or if you keep your life. You will lose it. Don't ever think that your children. Eh, let me tell you a secret. Don't ever think that you are the one. That is going to cause your children to do well. Your children will do way better without you. Says my children, oh, and when I when the time they have rehearsals, that's when I have to give them Kool-Aid. Let them drink water. Be about your father's business. I'm telling you. Are you still here? They will do better. How many of us can actually remember that the problems you had in your family when you were born, the problems are still there. Mr. Samoa. The troubles that made you bring your family to America. The troubles, they are still there. They have not diminished. They are rather increasing. So imagine that your entire life, you are focused on solving that problem. You will live a wasted life. But as you focus on God, your children will get the right schools. Your children will get the right scholarships. Because you are building the house of God. As you come to the presence of the Lord and then you are doing the work of God, whatever you need, your kidneys will function right. Your heart will perform right. God is also taking care of you. I know many people who have abandoned the work of God. They used to be doing the work of God. They came to a point where they said, that, you know, I want to try things for myself. It did not take long. They began to have diseases and sicknesses. May that not be your portion. May that not be your portion. What are you doing with it? What are you doing with what God has given to you? For whosoever will save his life shall lose it. In my Bible it is read, Jesus Christ is speaking. One time, you know, the disciples came and said, that, Jesus, Jesus, your mother is looking for you. He turned and he said, who is my mother or who is my father? That tells you the mind that he has. Who is my mother or who is my father? 
for him. His mother and his father is not his biological mother. No, he was talking about the people that are doing his will, the people that fear him, the people that obey him. These are my mothers and my fathers. If you save your life, you will lose it, church. Let go of the things that are so important to you. Because when all is said and done, those things will be useless. Don't be like the fool. That rich fool. Bible calls him the rich fool. He was amassing wealth for himself. And as he, he made a mistake and even opened his mouth and he said that, I'm so rich. So now I'm going to build some more bands and, you know, keep everything in and then just quit doing everything. When I get up in the morning, I just enjoy myself and, you know, just all over the place. Everybody will see that Mr. Cash is around. The Bible says, that very night, say, you rich fool, tonight I will take your soul out of your hands. Because your soul is not in your own hands. Don't feel so arrogant and so proud because you don't control your own life. You don't. But rather give it up to God. He said, if you save your life, you will lose it. But if I lose my life for the sake of Christ, I will find it. I will find it. May we be a church that has the mind to lose our life. Remember what is your life? What is my life? My life is just like a vapor. God is monitoring my work. And if only I can join the work of God, give my heart to his work, he will go very far with me. Hallelujah. Amen. Amen. God will take care of your needs. He will take care of the things that are important to you. What is it that makes you cry? Some of us, when we go to bed, you are just crying and you are just weeping. Sometimes you don't even feel like coming to church. God knows. He knows what you are going through. But he said, look up to me. If he carries the weight of the world upon his shoulders, then this God, he can carry you. The psalmist said, there's no mountain too tall. There's no valley too low. There is nothing in this world that can escape God. There is nothing that overwhelms him. As our sister was saying, every time your children say, Mommy, 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 Daddy, 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 you just tell them, it's enough. What do you want? God never says that you are calling me too much. He says, call up to me and I will answer you. In the morning, in the afternoon, in the evening, if you call, he would answer. May our eyes be focused on him. May we not keep our lives that we may lose them. Don't keep your children, you will lose them. Anything that contends with what God loves, God will take that thing out. I know one pastor, one, one of our bishops also, one time he said that the wife died mysteriously. One time from his own mouth, he said that I loved my wife so much that at a point in time, I felt that I loved her more than God. 
and God was jealous. Because God is a jealous God. If you are children, your children are too important to you than the work of God. It's a very dangerous place to be. Do not be overprotective of the things that God has given to you. It is not worth it. Release what you love to God. And he will make sure that it will even become better because of the love you have for him. Are you still here, church? Today you are very cool, but I take it that the message is sinking. Father, pour out your grace upon us. Day in and day out. Eternity is approaching. One time, our prophet said, one of the missionaries, it's written in his book, said one of the missionaries, he was sending a missionary away to go to another country to do the work of God. And as this missionary came and sat in his office, he sat by him and as he was praying for him, the spirit of the Lord came upon him and he told him to prophesy unto him. One thing that he said that, always think as somebody who is going to die soon. A wise person is somebody who thinks that I don't have enough time. If you can watch carefully, those of us who follow our prophet, that is how his mind works. He has to do many more crusades quickly for many more people to be saved quickly. Because he doesn't know how much time is left. Don't wait till you graduate from school. Don't wait till you become, you have your doctorate before you think you can have time to do the work of God. It will be too late. Don't say tomorrow, tomorrow, tomorrow. Tomorrow may be too late. Tomorrow may be too late. You only have today to say yes to his will. Are you still here? Before he said goodbye, he said, remember. Remember to think as someone who is going to die tomorrow. Because if you are going to die tomorrow, remember about last year or last two years, we were in a pastor's conference. And our prophet called and spoke to Apostle Joel. He said, I want you to let my children know that if they know you are going to die in two weeks, whatever they will do quickly, they should do it now. My brother, my sister, if you know you are going to die in two weeks, what are you going to do? Hallelujah. It's a question. If you know exactly two weeks, what is today's date? 24th. What is two weeks? On the 4th. Is, that, is it on the, on the 2nd? If you know that on the 2nd, you'll be lying in the coffin. And when you hit up here, you can't go anywhere. When you do this, you can't go anywhere. If you know for sure in two weeks, what are you going to do? 
whatever is flashing through your mind, do it quickly. If you have to give, have a good relationship with the Lord, do it now. If you have a relationship with a father, do it now. A mother, do it now. If you want to walk with him, begin the journey now. Because tomorrow may be too late. Let this mind be in you, which was also in Christ Jesus. We are just passing through. We are just passing through. But when you appear before God, what is it that you have done with your life? For it's our works that would follow us. What is it that you have done with your life? What meaningful thing have you done for the Lord with your life? Because this life belongs to him. This life belongs to him. I pray that the Lord will help us receive his word. Father, we thank you so much. There's something that can always trouble us. Things that distract us. Many things look important. Many things feel like if you don't do them, the things that are necessary for this life is God who supplies. Can I have an amen? amen? The things that are important, bro, the thing that is important for your survival is only God who gives it. Number one, oxygen. It's only God who gives it. There's no man that can give oxygen. When somebody is struggling, they put oxygen on them. If God decides to shut things up, the oxygen will not work. It's God who gives. If God is the one that controls the most important thing, you need to be alive. That's why I said, do not worry. Because as you worry, you cannot even add, add a tiny piece of hair to your head. God who knows the number of your hair. This morning, as you were brushing your teeth and one fell, say so 1,140,000, you just lost that piece of hair. He has a number. If you don't have hair too, he still has a number because the hair will grow through some things. He still knows how many pores you have that hair can grow from. Even if you have artificial hair, he still knows the original count plus the additional count. What a God that we serve. Is he not an awesome God? Church, let this mind be in us. Jesus Christ had the mind to do the will of the Father. Even though he knew he was going to be killed, he embraced it. What are we running away from? What are we afraid of? God brought me here for a reason. And I'm alive for a reason. Don't criticize me when I do the work of God. Don't criticize somebody when he does the work of God. Because there are many people who will criticize. Eh? Is this church? As we say we are going to start planting churches, you go to a church, it's only three people. You, your wife, your son. The church has, is, is a church. 
Don't call it a fellowship. Can I have an amen? Because everything great does not start big. Nothing great in this world starts big. Two of us were sent from Columbus, Ohio to start the church. This is what we have now. Because everything that God starts, it will grow. Don't give up on God. Tell somebody, don't give up on God. Keep on doing little things. Take baby steps. Someone saying, we have been struggling now. The Lord is not coming through for us. You have not taken enough baby steps. I, I will not lie. I believe that, I don't know the medical people, if you tell, does a baby have to make certain number of baby steps before they actually walk? It's possible. But you, you are supposed to take three baby steps before you actually land a good job. As soon as you came in or you are applying for that good job, who do you think you are? Yeah. You just came in the scene. You think that when you gather one or two people, all of a sudden you have a mega church. When you gather a thousand people are sitting, go and ask if you can gather 20 people to sit down to preach to them. It's a miracle. Yeah. Don't think that this thing that we are doing is a joke. Like you show up, somebody, you can come to church and you are singing and nobody is here to listen to you. Nobody is here to listen to you. I heard a story recently at the uh, Hamatan Bible Seminar. Our prophet was telling a story. One brother, he was actually there. Somebody who was an atheist, did not believe in God. I'm, I'm sure I've shared this story with you before. Did not believe in God at all. Somebody invited them to church. When they got to church, there was the pastor. The person who invited them was the one who was playing the keyboard. And then one person was doing the projector. The atheist was the congregation. The entire congregation was him. And what makes the thing interesting is the fact that when he got there, the pastor was preaching on series on tithing. Five-week series on tithing. So, the one-member congregation, <laughs> he was preaching. Why tithing Christians become rich and non-tithing Christians become poor? Then he was preaching the message. Can you imagine that this atheist came the following Sunday and the following Sunday and the following Sunday and the following Sunday as we are speaking right now, he's a reverend minister in the church. Which means that there is a supernatural power that is working. It is not by might, it is not by power, but by the spirit of God. It's not about the message. It was about the force, the power of God. Now he also has a church of many. Don't look down upon your gift. Don't look down upon what you have. Somebody, God is talking to you specially. I feel that. Don't let men despise what you are doing. Can I finish? Let me finish this message real quick. Don't let men despise. For whatever God has placed in your heart, it shall come to pass. Help us, Lord. Bless us, Jesus. 
in Nehemiah. Verse 4, chapter 4, starting from the verse 1. I'm going to conclude. If God has called us and he has a work for us to, don't be a discourager. Don't be someone who destroys the church of God. Hallelujah. How do we destroy the church of God? Sometimes we destroy the church of God with our attitude. The things we do, the things we say. Don't make your house a place where you gossip about the man of God, his family, or the people that are in leadership. Do not, a curse will come upon you. So say, touch not my anointed, do my prophets no harm. This is serious. For whatever God has ordained to come to pass, it shall come to pass. With or without you. Hallelujah. Do we have Nehemiah in our, in our computer upstairs? Do we have Nehemiah in this church? Or it has disappeared? Uh-huh. Wow. But it came to pass that when Sambalat heard that we builded the wall, he was wroth and took great indignation and mocked the Jews. We are doing the work of God. But when Sambalat, Bible says that, when Sambalat and Tobiah heard that the walls are being built, they were, they were so they said, that, ah, what, did, what do these people think they are doing? To the point that they said that even if a fox crawls over the wall they have built, the whole wall is going to come down. Don't criticize the work. Don't be someone who pulls people down. Are you still here or you have gone home? Verse 2. And he spoke before the brethren and the armies of Samaria and said, What are these feeble Jews doing? Will they fortify themselves? Will they offer sacrifice? Will they complete it in a day? Will they revive the stones from the, the heaps of rubbish? Stone that are burnt. Now Tobiah the Amorite was beside him. So Tobiah was with Sambalat. Two partners. What verse are we on? Are you paying attention? So Tobiah the Ammonite was beside him. And he said, whatever, he said, whatever they build, if even a fox goes upon it, he will break down their stone walls. Who has heard this before? That we have built a wall and a fox can break down the wall. Who do you think you are? Who are you to say that you are building a mega church? Who are you to say that God has called you? Who are you to do the work of God? Let men not despise you. Because if God has called you, he has called you. And the work stands undone. If we refuse to do it. Can I have an amen? If you don't do it, nobody will do it. If God has given me an ability to do something, other people can do it, but not to the level that God has given to me. You must understand. That is why at your job place, you are hired for a specific task. So if you go to the job and you begin to complain of everything else that is not working, then you are missing it. You are brought on to fix it. 
I say that if I am a mechanic, or if you are a mechanic, and somebody drives past you, and then you hear the sound of the engine, you know what is wrong. That that rattling that is going on, something is going wrong. One time I drove to my mechanic. As soon as I got there, he heard the sound. He said, you don't have oil in your engine. I said, ah, I did my oil change. He said, open the bonnet. When we opened that bonnet, he put, it was zero oil. Meanwhile, my thing said that oil change is, we have about one more thousand miles. If you are a mechanic, by the sound of an engine, you know what is wrong. If you are a shoemaker, you don't have to see the person's shoe. As the person is coming and they are walking like this. From here, I know that your shoe needs alignment. You need alignment. Where I come from, when we were growing up, if your shoe needs alignment, we put something we call talking. You, how many of us ever use talking? Yeah. You put talking, then you compensate for the alignment so that it's balanced. Then when you walk, it makes co, 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 co. Somebody feels that some powerful shoe is coming. But when they look, they know that their shoe needed alignment and then you are compensating for that. See, you are blessed. You, you are blessed. You have shoes. Every day, you have multiple shoes. Yeah. Yeah. One time, our prophet was having a healing Jesus crusade. One lady got a miracle of the Lord. When the lady came back on stage, she had a purse. Right? The purse that she was holding was the black polythene bag. The plastic bag. Black plastic bag. Everything was in it. And she held it like the way you hold your bag and then you throw yourself. The same exact way. That means that all she has is that plastic bag. That's all she has. That's all she has. And it's the truth. That's she, she came up the stage. That's all she had. And she confidently came up. The Lord has done something. She had a, a Michael Kors, but it was just black. And she was displaying it. Are you still here? If we come in your closet, we'll get many bags to send to people who have plastic bags. Don't discourage the work of God. Encourage the work of God. Hallelujah. Have that mind. If you will not, if you, if you dare destroy the church of God by what you are doing, you are bringing the curse upon you. When you come to the point where you've had it, the church is not a place you want to be anymore. I beg you, leave. Stay in here and criticizing whatever is being done. It's like you are digging your own tomb. Keset is he who destroyed that which he built it with his own hands. I think the message is too fiery, right? But this is what we need. Hallelujah. So build the church. Have the mind to build the church. What can you do for the church? It's not just that, you know, I have come and I've gone. Did you go to church on Sunday? Oh, yes, Pastor, I was, on, I was in church on Sunday. That is not enough. In addition to coming to church, what else did you do? It's our works that would follow us. 
Because when we appear before God, it will no longer be that I go to Kodesh Family Church. There's no such thing. There's no such thing. That me, I'm, I'm a Catholic. Me, I'm a Baptist. When you meet people and you are talking, they say, me, I'm a Baptist. Me, I'm a this. When we get to heaven, God is not going to judge you based on the fact that you were a Baptist or you were a Catholic. But what you did with your life? What am I doing with my life? A day is coming. The work of God will be the main thing. Be the main thing. Because our degrees, our schooling, when you appear before God, the judgment is not based on dictionary. You would understand. It's very plain. You would understand. I gave you a husband. Then the husband comes. You are the only one that was giving this husband. What are you going to say about how you treated that husband? You are the only one that had that husband. You are the only one. So now who takes the blame? You are the only one. So if God has given me anything to do for him, there may be other people who are doing things equally, but there is a specific thing that he gave to me. And if I don't do it, it will be clear. Brother Gala, it will be clear there's something specific God had for you. And what did you do with it? I pray that the Lord will help us to have that mind. A mind to work. A mind to work. A mind to work. Don't shy away from the work of God. Yeah. If you don't know by now, we believe in young people working for God. We believe. You avail yourself. You become a pastor. You can become a pastor. Why not? As long as you have the heart to work, you can become a pastor. Because a pastor is someone who has people they preach to, they preach the gospel to. You can become. You can become. Shall we rise to our feet? God is monitoring our works. He's monitoring our works. He's monitoring our works. He is monitoring our works. I want you to just talk to God. Talk to God. Talk to Him. Talk to Him. Talk to Him. Talk to Him. If God should call you right now, what would you say? About what he gave to you. Kaino sunali mahando sidi bede 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 bede. Rabango to salanda landa 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 la. Just close your eyes and talk to him. Close your eyes. Close your eyes. Close your eyes. Close your eyes. Kado salam mahando lobo shita la mayande bede 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 bede. For God is watching us. Lift up your voice and talk to him. 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 Heavenly Father, we thank you and Father, we bless your name. Wherever you are, open your mouth and talk to him. 
He's individually looking at you. He's waiting to hear you say that, Lord, for I've seen that, oh God, I've not paid attention to the giftings and the graces that you have given to me. But today, Lord, help me, Lord. Pass me not, O oh gentle Savior. Hear, my humble cry. Oh, why on others thou art Pass me not, O oh gentle Lord. Pass me not, O oh gentle Savior. Hear my humble cry, oh, and hear, hear my humble, humble cry. Oh, tell the Lord, while on others thou art calling, while on others thou art calling, oh, thou art calling. Do not pass me by, do, do not pass me. Call upon the Savior, 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 oh, Savior. Oh, hear my humble cry, hear my humble cry, hear my humble your voice and tell the Lord, Savior, 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 we come to you, Savior, we come to you, Savior, we come to you this afternoon, hear our humble God, hear our humble God, help us to have the mind, help us to have the heart, oh, all of that, thou art calling, oh, on that, thou art tell the Lord to make it clearer to you what he has given to you and what he would require of you ask him to show you why it, what he is monitoring whatever he is monitoring Father reveal it unto us Lord 
that when all is said and done, you will say to us, well done, that good faithful servant. Do not pass us by. We bless your name, Lord. We magnify you, Lord. Thank you for this opportunity. Thank you for this privilege, Lord. That if we have fallen off track, Lord, that you will remind us church heaven and hell is real heaven and hell is real it should not be that because we refuse to do that which he has called us to do that we don't re receive what we deserve oh yes lord have mercy on us stir it up in our hearts stir it up in our hearts we rededicate our lives to you lord we rededicate our strength to you we rededicate our lives to you lord have your own way with us. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Oh, 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 oh. Maybe you are here and you don't know the Lord as your Savior. And you want to say, the Lord, I want to come to you. But this life is so short. You want to tell him that I want to give my life to you, Lord. Come and live in me and be my Lord and my Savior. Every eyes closed, every eyes closed. Sees every movement. If you are such a one, you need Jesus in your life. Lift up your right hand above your head. You need Jesus. You need Jesus. You need Jesus. The second category of people, you need Jesus. Lift your hand above your head. If you're lifting your hand above your head, just lift it confidently. I see your hand, brother. Be confident. Lift that hand. I see your hand. You need Jesus in your life. This is a time. Do not be ashamed. Do not be afraid. For you don't know tomorrow. No one knows tomorrow. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Lift that hand boldly above your head. God is calling you. If your hand is lifted up, I want you to come. And I want you to come to me right now. Just come to me right now. Come to me right now. Come to me right now. Just come to me right now. Come to me right now. The second category of people I want to pray for. I want to pray for you. You are here. You are here. You want to say the Lord, I want to work for you. I want to do something special. You want to read. You have been saved before. You want to rededicate your life to Jesus. It's not that you are now going to become born again. But you need to rededicate your life to him. You want to give him your life. You want him to use your life. If you are such a one, I want you to come to me right now. Wherever you are, wherever you are. Leave your seat and come. You want to rededicate your life to Jesus. 
you want to give him your life and say i want to work for you in a special way wherever you are just leave your seat and come to me right now oh everything oh yes oh yes oh yes whatever you had today if the lord ministered to you in a special way you feel that god is calling you just come just come just come just come just come to him to yield your life and to yield everything that you are to him just come leave your seat and come leave your seat and come oh yes we bless your holy name lord thank you lord Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Oh, it holding nothing. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. I want you to pray this prayer after me. Say, Lord Jesus, I thank you for today. I thank you that you love me. And you died to set me free. I come to you as a sinner. Please forgive my sins. Wash me with your blood. Make me whole again. I believe in Jesus. I believe that you are the Son of God. And so today I give you my heart. I give you my soul. I give you my all. Be my Lord and my Savior. Please write my name in the book of life. Heavenly Father, I thank you for the life of this gentleman. For your word says that even if one comes to you, there is rejoicing in heaven. Thank you for salvation. Thank you for salvation. I pray, O oh God, that you send your angels, Lord. To preserve him in this new journey and in this new walk. to be committed to your work. Give us that mind, Lord. Give us a mind to work. Help us, Lord. In Jesus' name. Amen. God bless you. God bless you. I want you to follow our sister Dorothy right here. Put your hands together for him. Amen. Hallelujah. We believe the word of God has actually come down to you and you have been blessed. Come join our services at 4200 Ballarat Drive in Louisville, Kentucky, this and every Sunday at 10 a.m. and Wednesdays at 7 p.m.